can't restrain Steve-O. Mark Stevens Football Update for Load Restraint Systems. Make sure you're load safe with Australia's total range of cargo restraint products. Loadrestraint.com.au Yes, we have the load restrainer himself, uh, Mark Stevens, in studio. Looking resplendent today. You, yeah, uh, it's, dressed up a little bit. Yeah, it's a big day, Michael. It's Captain's Day down at Marvel Stadium. So I'm going to head down there for Big V Racing. Um, hopefully we'll grab a few of the skippers live or uh, one-on-one interviews uh, throughout the show. I know Matty Nevitt's really excited about this, so we'll try and deliver some of the big names in footy coming up after midday. So that's good for starters. It's always a feeding frenzy, Captain's Day. It is. We've got a 45-minute window, and I've explained to Andrew Bensley at times it's a bit of a dogfight to get in and get your, your man, Michael, as you'd know. I mean, you used to pull people away and argue <laughs> But you could do that at Channel 7. And we, we at RSN are going to be front and square today. We're real strut about ourselves because we're back in town. Oh, I love a football perspective. Oh, I love it. Uh, I'll tell you who else is back in town. Uh, Ross Lyon. There's no doubt about that. He's making headlines as well. Oh, definitely. I mean, this is an interesting story, isn't it? So down the ground vision, uh, Essendon St Kilda practice game. Now, what they do, Michael, is that everyone films the down-the-ground vision and they put it into a hard drive or a pool of vision that everyone can see. One of the IT guys at St Kilda made a mistake and actually put the audio in as well, which is not ideal. So uh, they're not saying whether anybody's heard that audio, but I think you can bank on it, the fact that someone was alerted to the fact So Ross Lyon was standing next to the videographer and was overheard. He was overheard, so he would have... Do we know what he said? We don't know exactly what he said, but... There would have been, I I would have thought, some criticism of his own players, criticism of perhaps Essendon players, plus um, lifting a little bit on St Kilda's plans and game plans and what they want to do. So certainly embarrassing. If you're the IT guy that sent the audio off, how do you think Ross would have dealt with him? Well, There's a a full inquiry. I think it'd be a quick one. Yeah. Uh, Ross is a pretty gentle soul, isn't he, if you do something wrong? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, but he's had to apologise in advance. They got on the front foot. He's already apologised mm. to the players. So he must be concerned in some ways as to what, what was said. What do you think that audio gets out? Well, the chance some of it might at some stage. That's mm. a concern. It normally does get out. Um, it's pretty. I think we're not sure how cutting it was, but you can lose players pretty quickly, Michael, when they hear things that they're not used to. Because uh, coaches can be brutal. I've sat in uh, coaches' boxes for stories at times and... Yeah, some of the language and vitriol. What boxes have you sat in? I've been in... um, I can't really... I won't mention. Oh, come on. Well, they're very fiery. It it must have been a bulldog. I sat in with Rodney Ede, yeah. Rocket. It was fairly fiery. I'd love to have been there with Rocket. I had to sort of censor a few words out, which was fair enough. No, he wasn't throwing things, but some colourful language. And these are old school coaches. And it's often these coaches that are the successful ones. Uh, they're geniuses. I mean, Ross Lyon knows exactly what he's doing, but it's pretty tough when he hasn't even coached a game for home and away points back at St Kilda and he's already apologising. So I think there'd be fingers crossed that that audio doesn't get leaked. Uh, have you ever made a sort of a bad IT mistake like that? Emailed the wrong person or CC'd the wrong... It can happen a lot when you have to try and cover yourself. I do recall one at Channel 7 where uh, you could... CC the entire network mm. <laughs> where, you know, a couple of thousand people Yeah, you were just trying to send someone. Um, our good mate Jim Wilson had a rather awkward email that was sent to the entire Channel 7 network when 
Uh, he might have been just wanting to send it to one or two people mm. about some feedback of mm. fellow journalists. I think I recall. You, you can get caught out. I think Julian Destoop got caught out with Tony Jones. Um, giving some feedback at times. And I think the biggest trap, and I've done this and I've learned not to think, when you're thinking negative thoughts about somebody, you're meant to send it to somebody that you're saying negative things, and you actually send it to the person. <laughs> I did that to a guy I was working with once, bagging. I was going to bag the guy was to another, someone else, or? and I sent it direct to the person who I was, was talking it? about. I can't say who it Please, is. Please, come but on. But it's a tough one to get out of that. Gee, there'd be a few of those emails flying around the RSN office. <laughs> uh, what's Luke Hodge gone and done? Oh, it's extraordinary. Luke Hodge, uh, working for TAB uh, now, is a bit of an ambassador. Um, and he's come out and he's been asked to deliver a few predictions for this year. So he's a Hawthorne legend. He's like a god out at Waverley Park. Of course, he finished with the Brisbane Lions, but a premiership hero, Norm Smith medalist. Uh, let's have a listen to where he thinks the Hawks are going to finish uh, this season. I don't want to say this. Um, this hurts, but Hawthorne supporters don't hate me for this. Uh, we all know last year that Sam Mitchell made a decision to, to cut the list back and grow with kids. So because of that, um, as much as I love the club, I'm going to have to tip them for the wooden spoon. So don't hate me for it. And if I'm wrong, please let me know. At the end of the year, if this hasn't come true, please let me know how wrong I was. But I'm tipping Hawthorne for the wooden spoon. Well, that's brave, isn't it? Normally, you go the soft option and just pick an interstate yeah. club that you don't have to deal with, and not, not your own club. How would Sam Mitchell feel about that? Would he care? No, he wouldn't care. Mm. He'd be fine with that. I think he, he might use it as some motivation. I think that would be exactly what he's done, and maybe yeah. even Hodgie might know that himself, being a former captain of the club. Uh, he can kill two birds with one stone because the tab's very happy to have a comment like that from him for the coverage that it gets. Where, where do you? Who is your favourite for Wooden Spoon right now? North Melbourne, West Coast? Would St Kilda be in that bottom tier? Well, I'm going... I, I, I was sort of bullish about North Melbourne, but I've now got North on the bottom. And part of the reason is that now Ben Mackay's got this uh, stress uh, problem in his right foot, so he's uh, out indefinitely. I can't say when he'll be back, and I think he's their most important player as a key defender. So that's tipped it over for me. I've got North on the bottom. Sorry, Clarko. The captains, they all give their assessment of the season, mm. who they think will win, top four, Brownlow, um, rising star. Do they talk of the team that they think will finish bottom, or is that too negative? Uh, that's too negative. They don't do the wooden spoon, but they say... Who are they saying will be the premiers well, of the Cats? The Cats are the favourite. Well, I haven't just got the full list in front of me at the moment, but they're saying that uh, Clayton Oliver's well back for the Brownlow, uh, the rising star. They like Ashcroft up in Brisbane. It was interesting you talk about St Kilda. Only one, um, other, one, one captain outside of the Saints has picked them to finish in the eight. So they're certainly not rated at the moment. Not a lot of surprises there. Richmond are well-liked for the flag, Melbourne and Geelong. We always like the captaincy sort of story, don't we? Uh, the, the tips, I reckon Nick McCallum, already working on his package today. He always used to do that, Nick. You know, the graphics, who the captains thinks are going to do this. And so just a walk-up start. It, 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 it is. a good day in the office. When There'll be the time, team photos down there today of the 18 skippers. You'll see them walking around, and there'll be a flurry there today. There'll be all sorts of radio people trying to get exclusives, and uh, we'll certainly be in there front and square. What else is making news from a football sense today? Well, real concerns over Jake Stringer. As I said yesterday, it looks like he might miss the yep. three to four games. Sam Darcy's the other big story, uh, extended for two years at the Bulldogs, uh, so he's Contracted for this year, plus the two. He's going to play forward. He looks like a super, super talent. So 
he'd probably be pretty handsomely paid already. The kid's only 19. I'd say the next deal that he's getting might be around the 400 plus a year. Not bad, is it, for a young bloke? No, it is certainly very nice indeed, but not many can make it to the AFL. Hey, there's an SMS that's come through here. I'm a Hawk supporter, and I'd be perfectly happy for us to get the wooden spoon as long as we can see green shoots and the genesis of an attacking game plan. Uh, Sam has our full backing. That's Andrew and Croydon. Well, you're better to finish last than sort of crimp around 12th all the time. Um, you get your high draft picks, and then you can regenerate uh, from there. What about Joel Selwood's new part-time job at Geelong? This is a ripper, this title, ambassador and connector of key stakeholders. Wouldn't you love to do that full-time? That's that's just sort of rubbing shoulders, isn't it? Yeah, well, he'd be a great connector, Joel Selwood. Yeah. He's a bit like a Billy Slater. Um, you, you pay those legends of the club out of what they've achieved, but also they can bring in sponsors and the coterie groups as well. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And the other news down at Geelong is Mitch Duncan got a bit of a calf issue. He's gone to Adelaide for some help. There's a guru over there um, who's helping out with his calf. Adelaide, now in the centre of all things medical. Forget about Zurich or, you know, Hamburg in Germany. People are now going to Adelaide. Steve Saunders, the calf king, over there is fixing him up. So hopefully he's back in a few weeks. Are you a dreamer? Did you, when you're on the beat working AFL... 24-7 24-7 have dreams about grand finals or any games? I often had dreams about, yeah, finishing off um, a grand final and how it might happen. Did any of them the come true? It did come true in the well, end. Well, just, yeah, you had that For some reason, I had a dream year. that Rowan Smith kicked a 60-metre bomb to win a grand final. It just kept going through my mind. But uh, we had to wait a little bit longer. Why do you raise that? Uh, we spoke a little earlier. Glenn Ingram had a dream last night that he was in a tab watching the new market and Julius Sandu was behind him and Lofty Strike won. So I put it out to the mm. listeners saying, have you had any dreams of winners? And we've got a fair few to have come through. Um, hi, boys. I had a dream when my father, who passed away, told me to back saintly in a Melbourne Cup. On the Monday before the Cup, uh, front page was headlined, dreaming of winning with photos of saintly. Of course I got on. That's from mm. Nick Kay. Uh, I once had a dream I saw the finish of an Epsom or Doncaster. I can't remember which race. This horse flying down the outside to win. Next morning, I checked the paper. It had drawn really wide. So I said to myself, it can't win. It won at 66 to 1. Uh, so there's another one there. I had a dream uh, that I won the Caulfield Guineas with a, chest, a chestnut horse. I got the color, the colours uh, of the horse won in a registered uh, the next day. Um, there's a few others here. So... Sometimes dreams can come true, Steve. They can. I don't dream as much as I used to. Maybe it's because having to get up early and you're sort of on guard waiting for the alarm to go off. Uh, when I first started at Channel 7, I used to wake up thinking I was on camera, which was a real problem. Wow. Thinking there was a... Oh, you know, it was like a nightmare. Oh, my God, I'm on camera here and I'm lying in bed. So I'm not sure that was a good sign. No, not a good sign. <laughs> uh, no doubt holding a microphone as well. Uh, good on you, Steve. A fake one. Yeah, all good, Michael. <laughs> hey, enjoy Captain's Day. Yeah, it'll be big down there. They'll all be there. Johnny Pyrrhic, all the big journos. Johnny Ralph will be up and about and uh, we'll be really uh, going after it hard. You'll be in your element. We'll hear more on the big V.